as Christians, we know all about Jesus. I mean, there's four Gospels, four books written all about what he got up to. Uh, we know that he died for our sins. We know that he came to save us. We know that because of Jesus, we can have an access all areas past to heaven. We know about the miracles. We know about the stories. But do we have a tendency to forget that we're not called to just be Jesus enthusiasts? No, we're called to be followers of Jesus. We're called to be disciples of Jesus. We're called to be imitators of Jesus. That actually the life we live should be a reflection of Jesus's life, the life that he lived. Now, I can hear you saying that's pretty difficult because Jesus was a first century Jew and I'm not, that's not who I am, that's not my life, it's a different context, a different time, a completely different situation. So over the next four Sundays we're going to try and look at Jesus's life and draw out some lessons from the way he spent his time on this earth and apply those lessons to our own lives now in the 21st century in order to get the life that God wants for us, the life that's healthy and the life that you've always wanted. In the Bible, in Luke's Gospel, Gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, the account that Luke wrote in chapters three and four he tells us uh, about a guy called John the Baptist and John the Baptist was a strange looking fellow who came preaching a message of repentance he was preparing people for the coming of the promised Messiah the saviour of the Jewish people and he went around baptizing them in the river Jordan a baptism of repentance that's how he got his nickname John the Baptist and Luke tells us that there's one occasion when Jesus comes to John and asks to be baptized and initially John refuses because he knew that Jesus had nothing to repent of he was after all the Messiah that they were waiting for but Jesus insists and John the Baptist baptizes Jesus in the River Jordan and we're told in the accounts um, in Matthew that as Jesus came out of the water that the Holy Spirit descended upon him and a voice from heaven said this is my son with whom I am well pleased <laughs> see what an affirmation what a, a start to an earthly ministry for for Jesus Christ surely that would give him the momentum to just go out there and to preach the good news to perform the miracles I mean if I was Jesus I would be straight out of that water and into the towns um, doing what Jesus did best but that isn't what happened if we read first uh, chapter 3 and then chapter 4 of Luke we find that that isn't what happened it tells us in Luke chapter 4 verse 1 Jesus full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil 
thing about deserts, there's not many people out there. See, this was political suicide in some respects. If you're about to start a public ministry, you don't want to have this real affirmation from God that people saw and witnessed and experienced and then disappear for over a month. No one saw Jesus. No one knew where he'd gone. Jesus had just disappeared into the wilderness. But I think Jesus was saying something incredibly important about his life and his ministry through this act of prayer and solitude. That despite the busyness of ministry, and if you read the Gospels, you get this real sense of the the hectic, busy lifestyle that, that Jesus lived over those three years of public ministry. That despite all of that, there were some things in life that Jesus prioritised above all else. And one of those things was the prayer and solitude. That's times that he spent with his heavenly Father. That in a schedule of dinner dates and speeches and miracles, Jesus often, we're told, often took himself off to be alone and pray. So really the question is, how on earth did he find the time? Right, we have got a, a, I think it's an excellent illustration. You've probably seen it before, but it's so good it's worth seeing again. And uh, what we've got here is with my two uh, helpful assistants, Elsa, Ice uh, Queen and... Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Miss Camel, uh, they're going to help me. And uh, what you've what Queen Ice Queen you've got here is four balls. You want to hold them up to the camera so they can see. There you go, four balls. Now these four balls uh, represent uh, the things in our life that maybe we've resolved to do. Those things that we think are important. They might be a New Year resolution or just something that you you want to do in your life uh, to make it better. So it could be. So we've got four balls here, haven't we? Oh. Um, mm. You go, you hold that one. That one could be keeping fit. Here's another one. Spending time with friends and family. This one. Jumping uh, up on the trampoline. Jumping up on trampolines. <laughs> so getting, uh, or eating healthily. I'm not sure that's a, a resolution, not for adults anyway. Um, and this one could be reading the Bible and praying more. Uh, and we're going to try and fit those into our, our busy life. This jug here represents our daily lives, 24 hours uh, in a day. Now, Ellie, you have got here some um, seeds. I've been raiding the chicken run. And what these all represent is all those things in our life that take up our time. If you want to start spooning those uh, carefully into there, might not do it. don't worry, I've got a tray here if they fall off. And these represent all those things that make us so busy. And they could be things like work. It could be taking the kids to swimming lessons. It could be walking the dogs. It could be watching TV at the end of a, a day. You want to relax. It could be that 1,032nd level of Candy Crush. There are so many things that we do in our lives that keep us busy, that fill up our lives. Actually, this is going to take too long because there are so many things. So we're going to try and tip that into there. Right. I tried this earlier. It got very messy. So see if you can. Here we go. <laughs> Actually, uh, 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 let's try and. 
this is rather difficult. There we go, tip it that way. There we go, ready, go. Oh my goodness, they're going everywhere. Right, keep going. And all in my lap. Mm -hmm. we get the vacuum cleaner later. A little bit slower. Never work with children. Right. See that enough? <laughs> yes, that's enough. Right, there we go. A few more bits and pieces on there. So this is our life, pretty full with everything, and then we try and put the priorities. Can you put those re those new resolutions, the things we decide are really important that we need to do in life, can you put them in there as well for me, please? One, two, three. Uh, doesn't quite fit, does it? There's not enough room. You might maybe get one, two, maybe even three things in, but four things, it's just not possible. Your life is too full you are too busy doing too many different things so what if you change the way you viewed your life so let's put this back in here slightly less than we started with there we go what if we rather than structuring our life around all those important things necessary things but things that keep us so busy let's put those Things, let's prioritise those things we decide are going to be good for our lives. So we've got our keeping fit, eating healthily, reading the Bible and praying, um, spending more time with the family. Now we've put those in first and now we're going to try and tip. <laughs> I know. This is good. Right, go on and Ellie, do it again. <laughs> slower, slower, slower. Keep going. No. Aim it up further up, further up. There we are. Have we managed to get it? Oh, oh, look at that. There we go. And we can actually fit everything into the jar. You see, we've only got 24 hours in a day. We can't change that. But actually, by prioritising those things that we've deemed are important and putting those in first and then reshaping our life, pouring everything else in after that, it is amazing how much we can actually fit into our day. And I think that's what Jesus did. Thank you, Qu Ice Queen. Thank you, Camel. Say bye. So why? Why was prayer and being alone with God such a vital part of Jesus' ministry? What difference did it make to his life? Well, I think there are three things, uh, three reasons why it was so important. One. See, earlier I told you about Jesus being baptised and that Holy Spirit descending on Jesus and God saying, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. I mean, what an affirmation about who Jesus was this was Jesus was the son of God God had just confirmed it in front of all those witnesses and if we look slightly further on in Luke to Luke chapter 9 we're told about an occasion where Jesus gives an insight into his prayer life he takes three of his closest friends up the mountain to pray and while they're up there suddenly Jesus he changes, he starts to shine brightly like lightning. And these two men join them, Elijah and Moses, great heroes of the Old Testament, 
long deads, yet they appear with them. And then this voice from heaven announces, this is my son whom I have chosen. This is that affirmation that Jesus got from spending time with his heavenly father, time where his father told him who he was and why he was there, that so gave Jesus the ability to resist the temptations and the rigours of life. In fact, when the devil tried to tempt Jesus when he was in the desert, just before he started his ministry, just after the uh, baptism, uh, the devil tries to tempt him by saying, if you are the son of God, then prove it. But Jesus resists that temptation. He doesn't give in because he knows who he is. He knows he's a son of God. He is the son of God. And he didn't need to prove it. And this is so important when it came to his life and his ministry, to know who he was and why he was there. And if he'd failed to realise that, then who knows what would happen. Two. Going back to Luke chapter four, we're told that after those 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness in prayer and solitude, that actually he returned not worn out, not struggling with life, but actually empowered for the ministry that God had prepared for him. It said in verse 14, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him. See, Jesus knew that he wouldn't be able to do his ministry through his own strength. He just didn't have the power, he didn't have the energy to do that. He needed empowering with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. In order to do those things, he had to do those miracles. To live that hectic lifestyle of running around all over the place. That was the only way that Jesus was going to be able to sustain the whirlwind ministry in which he experienced so much opposition and so much pain. Prayer and solitude recharged his batteries. Three. And then lastly, when Jesus had a difficult decision to make about life, he went away and prayed about it. Uh, before starting his ministry, before choosing the disciples, before he was arrested and tried and executed. Jesus took himself away to be on his own and pray. In fact, Jesus said that he only did what he saw his father doing. He was working with his father. He couldn't do anything on his own. So how did he know what his father was doing? Because he spent time with his father, talking to his father, watching his father. I'm guessing they're having meetings, planning meetings about what they were going to do next. In order for Jesus to go in the right direction, he needed to spend time with his father, finding out the direction that he needed to go in. So, do you struggle with self-doubt? Do you struggle to accept who you are in Christ, that you are a child of God, that you are co-heir with Christ, that you are seated in a position of authority with Jesus Christ? Do you feel tired and 
worn out? Are you struggling to find the energy that's required not only to, to live your life, but do all those things that you feel God wants you to do as well? Are you finding it difficult to make the right decisions in life? Is your life full of mistakes where you've taken the wrong path? You see, if any of the answers to those questions is yes, then I would suggest to you that what you need to make a priority in your, in your life is prayer and solitude, taking time out to read scripture and to build your relationship with, your, with God and to spend time in prayer. Because if you do, then you will find that you will increasingly understand who you are because of Jesus. That you will be empowered, not through your own strength, but through the Holy Spirit to do what God has called you to do. That you will find direction and purpose in life. So I suggest to you that you build your life around that priority and let everything else fall in place around it. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be sorted out by God.